Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. 200 years to build this beautiful cathedral and in 200 minutes it was practically destroyed. It's 850 years old, priceless works of art. The cathedral, I suppose, is the most widely recognised symbols of the city of Paris and the French nation. And the President of of France has vowed to bring it back to its natural beauty at some point again. But what a devastating story. And in Paris, as we speak at the moment, is Father Aidan Troy uh, from St. Joseph's Church in Paris. And Aidan Troy, you probably remember the name because Father Aidan Troy, I'm assuming it's the same Father Aidan Troy, that 13 years ago led a group of Catholic schoolgirls to hateful loyalist protests in Ardoyne in Belfast. Good afternoon to you, Father Aidan. How are you doing? Good afternoon, Niall. Yes, you're absolutely right. I'm still the same. 13 <laughs> years older, but still the same. Yeah, because yeah. when your name was mentioned this morning, I went, is that, mm. is that the Aidan Troy? <laughs> is, uh... <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Aidan, what a devastating night for the French people. I mean, this cathedral has stood the test of time. It's gone through world wars. It's gone through revolutions. It's gone through everything. And this fire, which we believe accidentally was started during the renovations, destroyed it. Absolutely. I mean, that's quite true. And it was just last night. Um, I went down about half 11 when I was finished up here in the parish. And it was just a sense of disbelief. Um, obviously, it was still an active fire. So we were on the other side of the river saying... But, you, you know, you just stood there with hundreds of thousands, well, hundreds and thousands, perhaps, of people looking across at something. I'm 10 years here in, in this parish since I left Belfast. And, you know, it's just hard to believe that something, it was like my local church. You know, people say your local pubs. Mm. It was somewhere that I knew so well. Like, I would go to Mass in the evening. I'm, I'm on my own in this parish here. And, it was like, if I was going to confession, I'd go in there, you know. So it was, it was more than just an iconic building, which is wonderful, and it has, what, 13, 14 million people going in. The other great thing about it, Niall, is that there's nobody at the door saying, are you a Catholic, are you a Protestant, are you a Buddhist, are you a Muslim? Everyone could come in. There could be the Catholic services going on, and there could be any number of people walking around saying, that is magnificent, that glass, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's not only a loss to, to, say, Catholics, it's a loss, I'd say it's a loss to the world, to be quite honest, because anyone who came to Paris, you should say, they wanted to see the Eiffel Tower, the Arc de Triomphe, Perhaps, you know, the, the Louvre. Lisa, yeah. Louvre, exactly, and then Notre Dame, certainly. And of course, it came, it, I suppose it came to more prominence after, of course, Victor Hugo and the famous novel of That's The Hunchback right. of Notre Dame. And that, right. that kind of led to a major restoration back in 1844. That, but, exactly. I mean, but I mean, it really has stood the test of time. And not only that, it's the priceless works of art, which thankfully most of them have been saved. Yeah. Uh, and we were yeah. listening on the news that it was actually a priest uh, or, uh, went mm. in there with last night sure. with the fire brigade and saved me these the holy crown of thorns, which is believed right. to be part of the thorns mm. that were used for Jesus during the crucifixion. Ironically enough, or I should say coincidentally enough, uh, right before Easter. It couldn't. It, it, it's an extraordinary week. I mean, I was due to celebrate mass there tomorrow evening for the um, chrism mass, where they bless the oils and priests make their renewal of vows with the archbishop. And this would be my 10th or 11th time to go. And, like, everybody was connected in some way to what was happening this week. Because, as you say, this, was, this is the high point of the Christian year. And, um, you know, it's just so sad. It's so, so sad that it's... But it will, you're right, it will rise again from the ashes, just like the resurrection. It will come up again. 
Yeah, well, President Macron has said that it's the mm. destiny of France and our common project over the coming years. Okay. And he says, yeah. I'm committed to obviously rebuilding That's it. That's right. I mean, That's right. I mean, you'd be familiar with, I suppose, mo- most of us maybe who haven't seen is the great organ. Mm. Uh, was built in yes. 1403. They, now, they've saved the organ, but I'm curious about the organ because the organ had these massive pipes which could yeah. have went up the whole building. I'm assuming they couldn't get all the pipes and everything out in time, but they might have saved the organ itself. I, I would I would say they probably saved the organ. Obviously, I haven't a clue yet because nobody's, I couldn't, nobody's like me can get in, but I'd say what they've done is they've saved the, the essence of the organ. I'd say the pipes could well have melted, but I think the fact that they're able to save these things means that restoration becomes possible rather than complete destruction, you know? Mm. And I, when I looked at the, you know, the cross, uh, which is the centrepiece when you walk in to Notre Dame and those pictures out this morning which were taken after the fire and there's all this smouldering wreckage Mm. and ashes and there's this this cross standing straight in front of the photograph which still seems to be kind of lit up in some way I'm not too sure if it's made of gold I know it's a sculpture uh, that was originally designed there but I mean this cross is still there and I'm going that's kind of rather creepy to see there or rather spooky in some way to see that cross survived and it looked completely untainted isn't that extraordinary, all right? And that's not the only time in history where a church has been burnt and the, the cross survives. And maybe it's like a symbol. I don't want to go over the top now on this one, Niall, but it's almost like a symbol of saying, yeah, Christ did die. He has risen. He is risen for us. And this cathedral will not die forever. And I think the cross stands as a symbol, um, you know, to say that there is hope after this and I hope that's a, that's my hope I'm going to go down again later on just to have a look and see what what what, what way it is just just for a, like memory as I say that I've been in and out and I know I'll not be going in and out to the same cathedral anyway but it's just I'm so grateful to look on the positive side that I was in it so often I said mass in it twice um, and I preached in it twice and like mm. You don't get much better than that. Yeah, I'm looking at some of the other things that thankfully have been saved. Uh, the rose windows on the south and west, uh, the true no, cross of the and holy nails. No, uh, it's no, purported that some of the nails in the cross were actually used in the crucifixion. Um, the cathedral bells, uh, the statue That's of St. Dennis, the painting of uh, St. Thomas uh, Aquinas. Um, a lot of these have been saved, thankfully, by fire by the fire department last night. And by the way, it's, it's not just, I suppose, this, uh, I suppose, a symbol of Christian faith. It's also just a history historical building in itself, I mean, and something that's very representative of the time. I, absolutely, and I remember well, maybe five or six years ago, there was a huge celebration of a year for the 850th anniversary of the starting on that site. And I remember people from all over the world were coming because it was, it was just one of these huge things, it was like a festival nearly every weekend. There was something on, as you say, the great organ was playing. And, you know, that was just an absolutely beautiful, beautiful time. And I'm just so glad that I've been there to see that and to know that that, that, that is part of, of life here. And as I say, there's people all over the world, even in our little place here, like there have been emails coming in from all parts of the world, former parishioners saying, listen, we want to do something. And people, about 10 minutes ago, a man phoned up in Belfast and said, how do I contribute to this? I found your name on the internet, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think there is a wild... I know, I know millionaires have already vowed to yeah, give great, millions great. towards and that's the, needed, the rebuilding and that's it. Needed. But I think this is a story of humanity. It's not just a story of religion, you know. All right. Well, listen, by the way, how, I mean, you've been there for 10 years now. Yeah. How, have you noticed any changes while you've been there? I mean, how is Christianity surviving at Catholicism? How is it surviving in Paris? Well, 
I don't want to give you a sermon now, but it's, it's, it's been a rough time, and I think there may be a symbol in this too. Not only do we need to rebuild the building of Notre Dame, mm-hmm. I think the church needs to be rebuilt, and maybe this is a wake-up call to us as well on that level. And I don't mean to hurt anyone by saying that, mm-hmm. but I do think that that is a huge challenge. And I think the people of France are realizing this now as well. Yeah, we, we can put Notre Dame back together again, but we also need to do an awful lot else beside. And I think this may be, it may be a moment of grace. Yeah, there's a lot, lots of work to do because the church has gone yeah. through a lot of turmoil emotionally Absolutely. and otherwise. And a lot of years. inflicted, but yeah. at the same time, please God, it is a new moment. All right. Well, listen, thank you very much indeed, Father Aidan Troy from St. Joseph's Church in Paris. All right. Um, And uh, by the way, we will try and give you more on that as it comes in. But uh, as it stands at the moment, the police in France have said that they believe um, it wasn't started intentionally. It was accidental. It was during the renovations. It was something, and somebody did mention on a lighthearted note last night, something to do with pennies in Belfast uh, and how that fire started. They believe the same situation up there. Somebody was using a blowtorch, um, you know, on some welding, some pipes and something caught fire most likely the same thing happened again with renovations. Now, I know there's lots of people have conspiracy theories and they're all over the internet for the world to see on Twitter and social media. And I'm just reading some of the texts that I was getting in there a few minutes ago in relation to it and um, that they believe there was some sort of extremist attack on, you know, Catholic churches in Paris. I don't think that's the case. Uh, we will welcome the investigation and I'm sure there will be an investigation. I'm sure the fire department are well used to seeing these situations. So I'm sure over the coming weeks there will be a full investigation into how it actually started and who's responsible responsible for the fire. But either way, until then, maybe it's best we all kind of keep our opinions to ourselves until we establish the actual facts of what happened. But as of the moment, the way the police were said, they don't believe there's anything suspicious in the way the fire started. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.